0: If you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash markstitching. Now here is your host, Mark, with a story of faith.
1: Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. This is your host, Mark. Uh, with me today is uh, Michelle Tony. Yep. So we had met through a mutual friend, and, and Matt Smith, who has been on the podcast before. Um, he has shared a couple people, uh, the podcast with a couple people, and uh, some people said they would like to be on it. And uh, you had, he had given me your number, and I had given you a call, and, and you, have a, you have a pretty cool story. So I was happy to have you on. How did, how did you meet Matt?
2: I met Matt through mutual friends at Mac Church.
1: Oh, Okay. Yeah, so uh, we had somebody else here on, on from Mac named Sherry. I don't know if you know Sherry or not. I do not. Um, uh, yeah, so she actually, the day that we're recording this, that's funny, the day that we're recording this, Sherry's podcast went live uh, with Mac. Um, so, and, and I think I'm going there next weekend uh, with her. I told her I would go to church with her. Um, but yeah, Matt's a great guy. Um, mm-hmm. he, he had an amazing story. Um, and he's been he has been, he's been a blessing to me um, in, in, in my life as well, too, in, in sharing everything. Uh, right now, you go to Lighthouse?
2: I do go to Lighthouse. Uh,
1: we've had Sammy and, and TC, one from Lighthouse. Uh, how long have you been going there?
2: I've been going to Lighthouse about a year and a half.
1: A year and a half? Yes. Before and
2: that, I was um, at Bay Area.
1: Oh, okay. And you had told me that you serve at Lighthouse, too, right? I do. What do you do there?
2: I serve in the children's ministry at little buddies okay. and what age I, group is that? It's different age groups. I oh, have okay. a little girl that's in second grade right now. I'm doing second grade. So little buddies is a ministry for, um, children that have special needs. And so the, the child that I look after has autism. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And then I also do, um, the community, uh, communion ministry.
1: Oh, when we have communion, yes. you, you hand it out and everything else. Are they, are they with the little self-contained packs now, you know, that, that was such a different change. You know, when I got saved and I don't know how it was where you went to church when you were younger, you know, we all had to walk up and stick our grubby hands in that little and you got that little like square rectangle wafer that tasted like nothing that was
2: I do remember that. yeah
1: I like the sanitary stuff much better now. you know
2: what's funny um about doing communion at lighthouse is that they put it in a big bucket mm-hmm. and so you stand outside the door and you like show the bucket well everyone thinks that you're trying to ask them for money so until they see that it's communion <laughs> you get these like really weird looks and so it's it's pretty funny
1: it's those white lighthouse buckets right yes. yeah if yes. you've ever been to the lighthouse they, they use those white buckets you know uh on a regular basis and and uh, they brand them with their lighthouse logo, the LH. Um, you know that LH has, has gone everywhere. It I, has. I, I was actually I was up in New Jersey, and I saw I, a sticker. I was driving home on ninety five New Jersey, and I looked over, and I'm like, <laughs> "Those people go to Lighthouse. Like it has, it has. They have expanded uh, dramatically, and they are they are doing an amazing, amazing work there. They are. Um, and and uh,
2: Sammy is so gifted at preaching. All the pastors there are very gifted. Yeah. And they just have such a heart for
0: people.
1: Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely, you know, they have, they have, they have become entrenched in that community and, and have become a vital part of that community to, 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 to a lot of people. Yes. So here at Amazed by God, we kind of share stories uh, so that people can hear and be encouraged uh, and hear testimonies. Um, so I asked you, Michelle, what has God done amazing in your life?
2: Oh, <laughs> um, Wow, do we have more than just 20 minutes? I mean, he has done so much in my life. I can't even um, thank him enough for all the things that he's done in my life. But one of the things that I would say that has been the most dramatic thing that he's done in my life is um, he has delivered me what I would call from love addiction. Um, Can you explain that just a little sure, bit for us? Sure, sure. I, um, I grew up in a home... That was very dysfunctional. I was an alcoholic father and a codependent mother. And so I never felt like my mom was a great mother and she loved me, but I never felt loved by my dad. Um, He was abusive to my mother and I always wanted to make sure my mom was okay. So I started at a very young age being a people pleaser um, trying to make sure everything was okay. And I became everything that my mom wanted me to be so that I wouldn't cause her any problems. So I became a perfectionist of trying to do the best I could at everything. I excelled at school. I excelled at everything I did to the point where um, it was unhealthy. And um, there was a, a lady, a a family that lived down the street that um, took me to church. And from the very moment that I stepped into that church, I felt at peace and I felt at home and I felt loved. And it wasn't too long after I started going to that church that I became saved. And from that time, my life totally changed and I um, became very active in my church. Um, I became a follower of Christ and for a long time followed Christ. And at 12 years old, I felt the call of ministry on my life. Unfortunately, not too long after that call on ministry, I um, I had a choice to make to whether to go on a trip to Ocean City with a friend or a youth group trip with my church. And God was calling me on that youth group trip, but I decided that Ocean City sounded so much more fun. And so I I went to Ocean City. Unfortunately, that trip exposed me to a lot of things. And then when I came home, from that trip. Not too long after that, my parents divorced, and I don't know what happened. I don't know if I was mad at God. I don't know um, if I just stopped caring or what happened, but I stopped going to church, and then I started really um, not living a godly life. Um, At 16, I got pregnant. Um, I I was a single mom uh, with his father, and then, his father started becoming abusive. And this would be you know, the first of many unhealthy relationships that I would have. And his father became abusive. And at 18, I decided that I was going to leave. And when he found out I was going to leave, he committed suicide. And so after that, I was a single mother, 18 years old, by myself, with little help from family. And I started praying to God and started coming back to God a little bit, but never really fully went back. And then at 23, I got married. And again, I married somebody that was abusive. And, I, and to make matters worse, I was completely codependent. And so I did everything and anything to be a perfect wife and a perfect mother. And I became this amazing perfect wife and perfect mother, but I became somebody I wasn't. I did everything and anything that he wanted me to do so he would love me. Mm-hmm. And I was afraid if I didn't, he would withdraw love from me. Well, after 10 years, you know, I got seriously depressed and I started going to counseling and started setting boundaries but he couldn't handle the boundaries and I couldn't handle the abuse anymore, so we separated. And then from there, you know, I just started, I just kept going in from one unhealthy relationship to another, and one of the relationships I went into, the guy totally swept me off my feet. Um, You know, thought he loved me, I loved him. He ended up cheating on me with a friend and I was totally devastated. And, um, from that point, I hated men, didn't want anything to do with them. Um, started going out with friends and I started drinking and drinking eased my pain. And I Mm -hmm. started coping with, um, my hurts from that. And wasn't too long before I started drinking alcoholically, um, came to a very deep depression in my life. And then what, what I call my first surrender, I, um, In 2010, I surrendered from drinking, and I started in a a secular recovery program, got sober, started going to counseling, really working on myself. I didn't date, um, started renewing my relationship with God, and was doing really well. But, you know, I was following God, and I was praying, I was going to church, and I was doing these things, but I wasn't really living a Christian life. Um, I was, you know, having sex before marriage. I was um, not really watching things I should watch, listening to the things I shouldn't be listening to, doing things like that. And um, I again got into another relationship and was living with somebody, and again um, was an abusive relationship. And after I got out of that relationship, I had started working with a Christian sponsor. Okay. And um, she had told me that, Michelle, you're, you know, you're having sex before marriage and you're not dating godly men. I mean, like, what do you expect? And I thought to myself, she said, you shouldn't be having sex before marriage. And I thought to myself, this lady is crazy. Nobody waits for, you know, to have sex.
1: That's that's how the world reacts (laughs) nowadays.
2: And so my first thought was like, I need to get away from this lady. And then, you know, but I was in so much pain that after I left her that day, I asked God, I said, God, if, if if what she's saying is true, confirm that to me. Well, it took all about 12 hours for him to confirm that to me. The next day, at the pastor at my time, Pat Lamell, did a, a preaching on purity and godly relationship, and I was convicted. And this was in like 2011, and I came home and knelt by my bed and made a purity vow, and I've been pure ever since. Um, so that was the second... Um, surrender in my life and at that point like I really started digging into God's word and and finding out like how he his his view of living how you know what he was calling me to do and I started doing that um and then so
1: so for you it was a step process the first one you kind of came and testing the waters you know it's the difference between when you get into a pool and you dip your toe in a little bit or if you just jump all in you know Some of us, like me, don't like cold water. We always walk our way, and I, I, I've explained faith like that to people. Sometimes people need to work their way into Mm -hmm. it and let God reveal stuff to that. And then, you know, you're saying that your 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 second, you know, experience or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then you basically jump all in from there.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would call it the sanctification process. Like I was being sanctified. Like he was like really working on me and working on my heart. And, you know, I had, I was always looking for love from other people. I wasn't, lo- like, Jesus wasn't enough for me. I wasn't looking as Jesus to fulfill that. I was looking for other people to fulfill that. And so um, that led me, then, so, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm back to living a godly life. I'm back to being a, f- you know, full end for Jesus. And then the greatest lesson and the most hardest lesson of my life came in my life. And that was, I met a guy at church thought he was a Christian. Um, He was involved in Bible study. He was involved in the church, um, said all the right things, did all the right things. But I had this feeling inside of me that something wasn't right, but I didn't listen to it because I really wanted a godly marriage, and I wanted a marriage that we went out and added to God's kingdom, and it was going to be this great godly marriage. And um, he he said he wanted the right things, did the right things, and there was two things that I really felt like I should have listened to and I didn't listen to. And one of them was, is that he tried to take me away from my purity. And that's the number one sign. Cause the guy, the guy that God wants for me is going to protect my purity mm-hmm. as well as his. And the other thing was, is that he had a troubled past and it, I, there wasn't a lot of fruit of, of um, moving away from that. But I, so I listened to his words instead of, looking at the fruit.
1: Yeah. You, you listened to it. You, there was, and there was no backup for
2: there, it. There wasn't. And, but at the same, it was almost like I deceived myself, but he also deceived me. But so anyway, after a year of dating, we got married and, um, it was the scariest relationship of my life. And, um, I felt like I was living in a lifetime movie. He went from this godly Bible studying, going to church guy to, um, telling me that the Bible wasn't true, that I was brainwashed by my church, tried to take me away from my family, my friends. He started stalking me, um, going through all of my accounts. I feared for my life and he, he deceived me, he deceived my community at church. Um, It it got really bad at one point. Um, I finally separated myself from the marriage. And then once I separated myself from the marriage, God delivered me from that marriage. And I had my church support system behind me. All that to say that um, God is amazing. Because through that experience, it brought me to another level of just how bad my love addiction and codependency were. And through that, he took me through what the traits of a godly woman is, what the traits of a godly man is, um, and then what traits of a godly marriage and what it means to trust him. And he took me through this amazing journey that led me to writing a Bible study called Waiting for Boaz, God's Way. And it deals with um, the book of Ruth Mm -hmm. and Ruth being the the woman that the, the traits of the godly woman. Boaz, um, The Traits of a Godly Man, and then um, a whole section on purity of mind, body, and soul uh, with a particular um, study on sexual purity, which is very important to me. Yep. And then the last section is on trusting God. And so what is amazing about God is, is that, you know, I had that ministry call on me at 12 years old. And I thought it was gone. and And God never, it's never too late it's never too late. Now I see what he's doing in my Mm -hmm. life. Like he's given me this ability to write this um, Bible study. The call in ministry has come back. And now I'm a full-time student at Liberty University with a 4.0 grade point average, which is amazing because I quit school in ninth grade to Mm -hmm. raise my son and for him to put me through high school. And now I'm a 4.0 student at Liberty University. I mean, it's just amazing. That's awesome. And um, from there, like, he's allowed me to, like, mentor these beautiful women and bring them closer to God. And I, you know, today, Jesus is enough for me. Um, Yes, I desire to be married again. Yes, I desire to have a husband. But it is not my first love. Jesus is my first love. Mm -hmm. And um, if he blesses me with a godly marriage, that's great. But if he doesn't, I'll be okay. Like, I'm so excited about what he's going to do with me and how he's going to use me and how he's going to glorify himself through me. That it's just an exciting, just being a follower of Christ. And all those years that I was looking for love and trying to get people to love me. And here's the amazing thing. i I'm the loneliest I've ever been. Like my son has moved to California. I'm here by myself. Um, I'm single. I haven't dated in over two years. But I feel the most loved, content, and cherished than I've ever felt in my entire life because Jesus is now my number one and he's enough for me. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's just I mean I could go on and on
0: about Jesus. (laughs) I mean, yeah.
2: He's just amazing. I mean, like, there's just so many things that he's done in my life. I just can't even I I just can't even express it how much I appreciate and love him.
1: The fact that he's taken you from somewhere where you put yourself and you were down and to right back to where he wanted you from the beginning. Isn't
2: it amazing? It,
1: it just it's remarkable that sometimes those things happen. I mean, you know, we were talking a little beforehand and and and, and I, I was I was telling you a story that there's certain things that happened so far back in my life that mm. just still to this day pop up and it's like it's just remarkable that those things that somebody else did that affected me back then is still affecting me now mm-hmm. and if he's placed a blessing upon you if he's placed something upon you then he's going to see it the fulfillment if you want him to absolutely if you let him into your life you know I I, I, I was out I was talking yesterday um, and preaching yesterday and and I have, a, I have a tendency of saying, I don't even know if I've said it on this podcast or not, but if you've heard me preach, you've probably say, heard me say, if the Bible isn't true for the people that it was written for and isn't true for us now today, then it, it, why are we why are we following it? And it, it's this cool thing that that no matter what happens, God is able to use something then and he's able to use something now, no matter the change in the culture, everything else. And in our lives, it's the same way. He uses us then, if he puts something in us, then he will use it now too, Amen. Uh, if we let him. So I thank you. I appreciate you sharing your story with me. That, that's it's an awesome story, and and I loved hearing it. Uh, the 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 devotional, the you know um, thing is 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 that something that's for sale, or is that something that uh, you it's were not looking a devotional. To? It's or, a Bible study, Bible study that I
2: just got finished writing. It's it's set up as um, actually like a retreat, um, oh, okay. like a it's four sessions. It's, it's like a woman's retreat. Um, I just handed it into my mentor and, um, she has some people that are looking at, it. I don't know what God's going to do with it. Okay. I, I mean, it might've been him just working on me, you know, who knows, but hopefully it'll help other women that have been in my circumstances, um, to make better choices and to, um. Become closer to God. That's completely yeah. understandable. I just wanted, yeah.
1: I just wanted to give a, you know, a yeah. Shout let's out. let's and pray if, for God to do just, something with it. And if it if it becomes available, we'll, we'll definitely, you know, we'll definitely, t- uh, you know, share about it on Instagram and Facebook. I so would love that. Um, again, if you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at Mark Stitchin and at DDC or, or yeah at DDC Mark on Facebook. Uh, is my ministry page on there where we kind of talk about everything and do some other little, little things on there. But yeah, I mean, definitely, if it comes, please let me know. I and will, definitely. We will definitely share, you know, share, <laughs> share that a lot. So we end with two other questions here at amazed by God. First is, is there any Bible character, Bible story, anything that really has affected you in your life that you'd like to share with our listeners?
2: I would say Paul, the apostle, okay. um, He's just, like, he's an amazing individual. I I feel like like everything that he did in his life before Christ met him on Damascus Road and then where his life ended. Like, it doesn't matter what we do in the past. What matters when we come into the face of the living God, how we react from there. And he, I mean, as Sammy would say, he was a boss. (laughs) He, um... I mean, he, he went out, and he went out good for Jesus. And that's how I want to be. Like, I want to hear my good and faithful servant when I mm-hmm. see Jesus again. And so he inspires me. Like, I love reading his stuff. I, I love reading all of his letters. I love hearing about him. And and um yeah, he just inspires he me. He went
1: out with Wild Abandon. Yes,
2: yes. yes.
1: He is uh, the Elijah of the New Testament. Yes. Um, and then we end with a question of, Music kind of makes our heart sing. It kind of, you know, it's all throughout our life. So is there any songs you'd like to share that maybe our listeners can go listen to on Facebook or iTunes or something?
2: Well, there's two. And one is the one that gets me into worship. I mean, that literally abandons me into worship is, um, what a beautiful name. Okay. um, From Hillsong. And then the second song would be an Elevation Worship song that just came out, Do It Again. Okay. So that's how I feel like God has done my, with my like, like He's moved all these mountains, and He keeps doing it again, and He keeps doing it again, and it's just so amazing to me what He does in people's lives.
1: So that was "Do It Again" by Elevation Worship, mm-hmm. and Hillsong. What a beautiful name! What a beautiful name. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate you sharing your story with me. It's been it's been my pleasure. Oh, thank and, you. And uh, so, for amazed by God, this is Mark Stitchen, and we'll see you next Monday.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.